Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, six weeks to fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you to live a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 199. Thank you so much for joining me today. Lejeune Singleton is a board-certified health coach nutritional lifestyle coach, advanced personal trainer, mindset strategist, and a podcaster. But not only that, she's also an author. She has more than 10 years of experience helping women in areas of obesity, chronic illnesses, physical health, and injury recovery, and much more. And I am so pleased to have Lejeune Singleton on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to share her thoughts, her wisdom, her knowledge about health. So June, thank you for coming on the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. Really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, but before we talk about your professional career, your as a health coach, tell my audience where did you grow up, the June, and and what was your childhood like? Um, I grew up in a small town in Louisiana. It's called Jonesboro. Um, it's about 15, 20 minutes from Grambling University. You know, of course, a lot of people know Grambling HBCU. Of course. <laughs> um, my childhood, you know, my when my dad was alive, it was definitely great because I was a daddy's girl. Nice. Um, I always loved sports. I always like riding my bike. Um, my cousin, my sister and I, play softball together we would just have a game the three of us so it had its good moments it had its down moments losing my dad at six um childhood molestation dealing with depression different things like that um i suffered from anorexia grief depression um you know a lot of things that was keeping me down i used to sleep was ways that i would prevent myself from eating so those are um you know it had its good moments and bad moments um but you know as i've gotten older definitely becoming aware of some of the things that i experienced um so i think that's very important hmm. and so how did you pull yourself out from all that that was happening during your youth um I would say I was sexually assaulted in 2007. I went to, I started going to therapy and that process helped me with dealing with the molestation and the sexual assault. But I, in 2011, I had a knee injury and it changed for me where I started gaining weight because all I was doing was eating and sleeping and I was like in a sunken place. Um, So what actually helped change was going to a retreat, you know, really starting to see some of the things that was plaguing my life um, from losing my dad, from childhood molestation, from, you know, depression, from you know, just things just started trickling down and that helped um, coaches. I had coaches that helped me through the process of being on this side because it's not something that you can do by yourself. You can tell yourself, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. You're not over it because it still comes up for you. 
Wow. So you've, by having coaches in your life really helped you to get through this time. So with coaches, um, the retreat, which a coach facilitated, Shanoa Maxwell, um, therapy has helped. Um, it, it, you know, it really helped me overcome like some of the things because you don't really think about how your past affects your employment. <laughs> It yes. affects, you know, your relationships, um, your interaction with people, how you treat yourself, things like that. And I started seeing how I would leave a job, I would end up with the same type of people at the job. Um, it was just a different job, different people, different pay. Same thing with relationships. I would get out of relationship. Two or three months later, I'm jumping in another relationship. I hadn't really focused on well, why didn't that relationship work? What could have been done differently? So I was able, 2019, to really take a look at myself after that retreat and say, things got to change because you are not, you know, you've left this retreat, you, you were given great tools, but how are you going to implement it? Yes. And that was important. Wow, amazing. Most definitely. So you are attracting the same type of people into your life. Yeah. So I was attracting, you know, hurt people, attract hurt people. Yes. Um, so that was the thing. I was attracting other people that experienced hurt in their childhood. They hadn't healed. And that was some of the things that I had to look at because I worked in case management. You know, in case management, you're helping people. You're trying huh. to fix people. You're trying to make yeah. their situation better. And it was like, I'm investing more in what you're investing in your life. So, you know, one of the things that we say is, oh, well, you know, I want to make somebody happy. I, I, you know, I need somebody that's going to make me happy and that's going to love me. And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> I want somebody that's already happy, that's yeah. already loving themselves because I'm happy. I'm loving me. I'm in a place of joy and peace. Hmm. Wow. Awesome. But now you've took that, your story, and you were able to help others by becoming a health coach, right? But what inspired you to become a health coach? So, um, before I went to Bali, um, I took my certification. And I started looking at some of the things I experienced personally. Yes. From, you know, grief, abandonment issues, molestation, um, not being heard, things like that. And you think about when you work with clients, mm -hmm. one of my first questions, what, why hasn't your weight loss worked for you? And... That's one thing that they can't, you know, they'll say, well, I was on Slim Fast. I did Weight Watchers. I did this. I did that. But why didn't it work for you? What was going on mentally? What was going on emotionally? What have you not overcame in your past for you to be successful health-wise? And they, you know, they're like, okay, I had one client that said, well, I lost my son. He, he was killed in a drive-by shooting. And as parents, parents always, you know, we believe that we're supposed to die before our kids. Yes. Um, so she was still dealing with that. She, she had that guilt of, I'm here, and it should be him. So, you know, you look at things like that, and I'm like, okay, 
Well, it's other people that's experiencing grief and they're trying to find comfort in food. Emotional yeah. eating, that was my thing. Emotional eating. I would have a bad day. I would go out and I would grab my favorite and that would be my comfort food. Right. We do that. Yeah. Um, some people, their comfort is they have a bad day at work. They come home, they have a whole bottle of water. I mean, wine or half of wine. And that's their comfort. So they can pass out the sleep. Right. Look at why you're doing these things. Yes. Wine is high in calories. A lot of people don't think that because you're drinking it. It's high in sugar. Hmm. So um, those type of things that also interacting with other women, having conversation with them, that is how I went into health coaching because hmm. I wanted women to understand your behaviors trigger over into what happened in your life. Perfect. <clears throat> um, that's kind of how I started as a health coach, just from my own personal experience and also my experience with, you know, encountering other women as well as in case management and in my personal life. Wow. So your, so your ideal clients are women, young girls and women, would you say? Yes. yes. Is it because you feel you can identify, they can identify with you, right? So, yes. so you feel like it's important to have role models. So yes. you are a role model for these women. And do you find that a lot of these women that you, that you deal with have, have also had similar issues or other issues like that that prevented them from being, you know, the, the best person that they can be? I have. Um, I definitely come across a lot of women that they talk about, you know, some of their past issues of feeling abandoned or being abandoned or being in abusive relationships, um, being molested or raped as a child or, you know, not being heard or not feeling like they were enough or a family member may have said something negative that they weren't good enough and they felt like all their lives they weren't good enough. So those are the things that, you know, a lot of women have experienced and not saying it's just women, but I feel as a female, I can identify more with a woman on that level than a man because I don't know, I've had male clients, but yes. I don't, I can't speak on their experiences as if, you know, the same as a woman when it comes to emotions, when it comes to, you know, our bodies changing based on yeah. hormones and different things like that. So um, especially girls, um, I've worked with clients that female clients, little young girls who lost their dads and dealing with depression and they would find comfort in food. Um, because I can relate to that. I lost my dad at a young age. Yes. Um, you know, those things I feel is very important because sometimes we're not aware of how this impacts women. And we take on so much as women of being, you know, most women are single mothers and yes. they're raising a family and they're trying to work and they're trying to balance life, but they never take time for themselves. They don't, you know, know what loving and caring for themselves look like because we've been taught and groomed that you put yourself last. You got to put your family first. Yes. And how can you pour into somebody else when you're not pouring into yourself? Yeah. How can you pour from an empty cup? Right. Right. Like they say, 
Yeah, very, very good. Now, and speaking of that, do you talk to your clients about self-care? I talk to my clients about self-care. When I have um, personal training sessions with clients, mm -hmm. my first question is, how's your day? If I notice something is off with them, like, you know, I can, I'm, I'm very in tune. So if their body language is off or something seems off with them, hey, how was your day? It seems like, you know, something's going on. What's on your mind? And sometimes our personal training sessions turn into coaching sessions because I can tell that they need to have a conversation about what's going on or what's on their minds. And sometimes during personal training sessions, they have that whole time and they're talking about whatever is going on. So hmm. it's about them being able to feel like they're being heard. It's about them coming out of it and it's like, you know what? This session made me feel good. Even if it's personal training, I feel good physically. I feel good now emotionally because I, this has been weighing on me and nobody was listening to me. Hmm. So that's the thing that's important is that self-care because that self-care when you're able to release whatever emotionally is going on with you. Because if not, you're holding it in, you're frustrated, you're stressed out, you're angry, whatever that emotion may look like for you, but you're able to truly release that and have someone to talk to you and say, okay, so what's the next step? What, what are we gonna do about this? Mm. Um, you know, tell, I ask all my clients, what are you doing for the weekend? What are you doing after the session? What are you going to eat? You know, what's, what's the plan for the rest of the day? Because I care. I care. My showing you that I care, that should make you want to care about you because it's somebody, not just because you're paying me, it's about somebody because I've worked with trainers. I've been trained by trainers and they have not asked me that. <laughs> so you know, yeah. somebody that shows okay yeah. you truly care about what's yeah. going on with me great so, so basically not they're not just a meal ticket right right you care you care about i like i like hearing that because as a trainer myself i know sometimes you can be like all right this person is coming at what time how much money is that let's get right. it going right that's not what you want that's not what you're yeah. paying for you know and speaking of personal training because you're more, you're more than just a health coach. You decided to go ahead and get your advanced personal training certificate as well. Why was that important to you? So I feel that, you know, with health coaching, nutritional lifestyle coaching, and personal training, it all aligns together because health is wellness. Nutrition, overall, what you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. We need movement. That movement keeps our heart pumping. It keeps us, you know, lowers the risk of arthritis. It keeps us moving and shaking. Yes. And I think that's important because, you know, when once you get your mind right and we have so much energy, but we don't know how to burn it. Right. So why not get that movement in sometimes in fitness? And sometimes my personal training style is not the traditional personal training style, like, you know, when I work with kids, I don't just do, let's do jumping jacks. We do sports, we do fun activities, and that's a form of fitness. Um, with my clients, I pay attention to their body. If they come to me and they say, hey, my shoulder is hurting or my knee is hurting or something's hurting, we find alternate ways for them to still get that movement because it's about movement, it's about you feeling good, it's about you not feeling defeated. I had a knee injury and I felt 
defeated because I was like, okay, I can't train clients anymore. Okay, I've gained all this weight because you do go into depression. Oh yeah, most definitely. If you can't do it, and again, you experiencing it helps because you so you can say to your clients, hey, I know what you're going through. You know, that's important. But you also touched on nutrition. How important is nutrition uh, to you when it comes to um, helping your clients? Nutrition is very important um, for myself. When I came back from Bali, I did a food sensitivity test. And what we do not, you know, I thought I was doing everything healthy. I'm eating baked chicken, boiled eggs for breakfast. You know, I'm doing pineapples, all this healthy stuff. Yes. Find out I'm sensitive to all that stuff. Really? So, yes. So it's inflammation in my body. Huh. And it's just like, hmm. and I tell my clients, hey, you may be thinking you're doing the healthiest of the healthiest thing, but what you may be putting in your body may be some of the things that is showing up as weight, which it could be inflammation in your body. So um, we talk about that because it's important for them to know, you know, we feel defeated because we're like, well, I'm eating healthy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm, I'm not seeing any results. Why? Because what you could be eating is the reason why you're not seeing those results. Hmm, definitely. Most of your clients, do they come to you for weight loss? Yes. I've had clients that came, you know, wanting to build muscle. Right. And of course, as you know, trying to explain to clients that are slim clients, mm -hmm. you know, hey, it takes longer to build muscle. It's easier to lose fat, but building muscle, it takes time. So, you know, after that month, you get that question. Well, I'm not seeing results. Your, your biceps are poking up. It's not just not going to be up here. No, no, no. no. You're, you're not going to have that six pack overnight. Exactly. It time. You, and you usually ask your clients, how long did it take you to get out of shape? Right. Put it on. Now you want to take it off like that? You know what I'm saying. But between exercise and nutrition, in your opinion, as a health coach, What's most important? Nutrition. Nutrition is most important. Um, I cut out everything on that food sensitivity list. And within two weeks, I dropped down. And that was without exercising. Really? Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. The food sensitivity test. Where did you, where did you get that? What do you uh... So you can do Everly Well. Um, that's the most commercialized. Uh, another one I did was uh, my, aller my allergy test mm -hmm. is another one. I did a, another one that's based on your DNA, which is called uh, Vital Gene. So that one tells you based on your ancestry, what type of food you're supposed to eat. Um, based on mine, it says that I'm supposed to be vegan. Um, really? Those are, it's another test. I haven't personally done it, but a friend has done it. And it's, you submit a stool sample. So it's based off of your stool to determine what you're sensitive to, what you may be intolerant to. Wow, interesting. That's good, but that's all good, good to know. You yeah. Know? Like you said, by just cutting out the food that you were sensitive to, you dropped weight, just like that. Yes. Amazing, awesome. But now you also talk about, in addition to talking about nutrition, exercise, you also talk about the importance of a mindset, of the mind. 
Talk about that. Why is that important for you and your, and your clients? So mindset is important because basically if you have your mind made up, your, that's your decision factor of how you're going, your actions and your behaviors. So if you have your mind that tells you whatever food it is, a healthy food is disgusting and nasty, you already have it in your mind. You're not going to like it. Right. So when you taste it, you're like, oh, I knew I wasn't going to like it because you've already put your mind in that place. So your mindset, if you have your mind in a positive place, you're speaking positivity. Okay, I want to lose this weight. I'm going to be successful this time. I'm, I'm going to do all the tools and the things that I need to do to get better. I'm going to do the coaching. I'm going to do the therapy. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to be positive to myself. I'm going to treat myself really well. Then you'll be successful. But if you already have in your mind, well, I'm not going to lose them 50 pounds. No, I ain't did it before. You're absolutely right. You're not because you've already put it in your head that you're not going to do it. Wow. It's like the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, right? Yeah. And you want people to have that growth mindset that can do a positive mindset. And oh. it's, it's, it's about willing to change your mind because I've had clients that, you know, I'll, you know, say, hey, try this. And I'm like, don't try it with the mind that it's not going to taste good. Try it to see how you'll really like it. And they'll try and they're like, oh, my God, this is really good. This is vegan. It don't even taste like vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I hear that all, all the time. Now, with your coaching sessions, now you do one-on-one one -on -one coaching, right? Yes. You also do group coaching. So I do mostly one-on-one -on -one coaching. Some of my clients do not like to share. <laughs> <laughs> because they will have friends that'll say, um, oh, well, can you refer your client? Maybe we can do sessions together. And they're like, no, if you want to train with her, here's, you know, here's her website. You can go and contact her. No, my sessions are my sessions. Wow, they don't want to yeah. share you, they huh? They don't want to share. The reason I ask, because I'm thinking if it's a few people, they can cut down some of the costs, you know? But people like that private consultation. Because it feels like, you know, that time is their time. They yeah. get to talk about whatever that's on their mind, what's on their heart. They get to discuss that. And it's their time. And I get it because, you know, the attention is on you. If you're all day or all month or whatever, you've been sharing your attention with other people all your life, you like having that attention on you to make you feel important, to make you feel like you matter. Oh, most definitely. Wow. Are any of your sessions virtual? Um, right now, all my sessions are virtual. When I um, transition over to sports coaching, I also uh, coach girls in the area of softball, t-ball, and track and field. Um, that will be outdoors. And probably with clients, it'll probably go back over to in person. But they kind of like the virtual because, you know, they can jump on and then go take a shower and do what they need to do. Yeah, so with the sports coaching, that's also virtual? No, 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 that's, that's in person, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that typically doesn't happen until the springtime when it's right. more outside. Okay. How long are your coaching sessions? Um, my coaching sessions are most of them now are 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what the client wants. 
Right. Do you take on any client because she's a woman and she wants coaching? Or do do they have to go through a screening process before yes. you accept them? Yes. Because um, it is a questionnaire and mm -hmm. everybody is not my ideal client. So I've definitely learned that over time and everybody is not a, you know, we're not a good fit for each other. Right. So it is um, a questionnaire that I ask and um, they have to complete the questions because that lets me know how serious you are about this change. And even with personal training, I send clients the same questions because that lets me know how much you're willing to invest in your health and your wellness and you know, your overall lifestyle change because my time is valuable. So yeah, exactly. you know, I, it, it shows me <laughs> if you're serious. Oh, most definitely. That's good. That's good. And um, you, are, you, are you coaching people seven days a week or you have days that you take off for your, for your own self-care? So um, I coach clients four to five days a week. My weekends are my weekends unless it is a session that I'm making up for them. If I have to cancel for any reason, I will, you know, say, hey, are you available Saturday? You know, I'm, I'll do it then. But no, because um, I when you first start, you're so ambitious and you're right. like, oh, I'm going to do it. And yes. you start to burn yourself out. So, no, I take days for myself. Um, I take time for myself. I um, spread out my sessions where it's not back to back to back where I'm burning myself out. So um, I think that's important for, you know, trainers and coaches to do. Yes, yes. Again, it comes back to not being able to pour from an empty cup, right? You have to have right. a certain amount of you know, whatever you need for yourself as well before you can give to other people. But I understand that you wrote a book called Releasing My Trauma, um, the root of say the root of self-sabotage. Now, is this like an autobiography of your on your life? Um, yeah, it's a self-help memoir. Um, it is, you know, basically I started to realize some of my behaviors and some of the things that was happening in my life was from past trauma, um, grief, abandonment issues and things like that. So to truly let go and forgive and release, I wrote the book. So the book is like the seal of I'm forgiving, I'm letting go, I'm not looking back at what happened, I'm moving forward. Um, it, you know, talks about the different experiences, the journeys, the things that affected me personally, emotionally, um, physically, and how I was able to overcome that from depression with finances, my money wasn't right, and being suicidal with that, um, losing a cousin to murder, and just, you know, different things. So, you know, being able to forgive my mom of, you know, sometimes we don't understand that we don't see what our parents' childhood is like. Right. And she did the best that she could with the skills that she had as a, you know, single widow mother after losing her husband. Yes. So um, that's basically what the book is about. Wow. Yeah. Now, but you say also self-sabotage you find, do you believe that most of us self-sabotage our you know our, ourselves um for, for instance a lot of us have 
we all have a past and some of us live in the past. Do you find that most people don't allow themselves to live in the future? And I'm sorry, live in the present? Yes, because we go from past to future. Right. No. Don't even go in the middle. We just go there. Right. So we do self-sabotage ourselves because it's like, I'm sure you hear it all the time from clients. Oh, well, I'm going to sign up after, um, after the new year. Right. Okay, it's it's October and you already skipped November and December and yeah, part yeah. of October and you jump to January to get healthier. Exactly, exactly. And January is another excuse. A, another excuse. Well, I don't really have the money because I just bought a whole bunch of Christmas presents. Exactly, exactly. Wow, like I said, self-sabotage. We are doing ourselves no favors here, right? Now, where can um, my audience pick up a copy of your book? So you can go to Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, um, Kindle, Apple, Google Play, um, as well as, Co I think it's Kobo, uh, Ingram's Books. And you can also Google it and it'll bring up, but if you want it quicker, Amazon and Barnes & Noble, or if you just want to read it on Kindle or Google or Apple. So it's there. It's all over the place, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Now, any, any final words for the women who are listening and are on the fence about getting a coach to help them towards their goals? Um, I would definitely say investing your health, investing yourself, because that's one thing when I get consultation calls, I'm sure you get it all the time too. They're like, hey, how much is it? And you give them a price and they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. Um, the amount of money you spend on food, yes. the amount of money you spend on unnecessary things that, you know, you find for your needs, the amount of money, especially we as women, I, I learned this when I gained weight, the highest I was, was a size 12. And those clothes are more expensive <laughs> than being a size four, six and eight. So, <laughs> and I worked in retail, so I know plus size clothing is very, is higher more expensive. So the amount of money you spend on that, investing in health, investing in healthier mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, invest in that because overall you will see great results. You will be in a better place and you will feel better. Most definitely. And you can't really put a price on your health, no. right? That's what I tell people. You can't put a price on it, you know? And if you want to invest, I mean, so many people invest in the wrong things, right? All right, but I think that what you're saying, what you're doing is awesome. How are you marketing your services? So my services, um, social media, Google, uh, word of mouth, definitely PR, things like that is um, how my services, um, being on other people's platform is how my services are being um, introduced to people. Which is great. So how can we find out more about you? How can we follow you, connect with you, learn more about Lejeune Singleton? So you can find me on Facebook um, and LinkedIn, LejeuneSingleton.com, Instagram, I am Lejeune Singleton, and YouTube, Lejeune Singleton, and my website is LejeuneSingleton.com. Awesome. This has been amazing. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I want to say to June, on behalf of my organization, Body Scope of New York, a nonprofit, and Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is great.
Oh, yeah, most definitely, definitely. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and to my listeners I, and my viewers, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, that you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below or email me at Vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising. Right, Lejeune?